Welcome to this, the 57th edition of the Wolves Women podcast. I'm your host, Nick, and we're joined by Tom. Hi, everyone. And we're doing a special show this time. We're looking at the updates to the laws of association football. So for this one, we have got our friend, former um, podcaster with us and uh, local referee, Simon, on the on as well. Hi, Simon. Thank you ever so much for having me. Um, just a quick one, just so that everyone's aware, when we start talking about some of the abbreviations, etc., IFAB have updated the laws. Who are IFAB in sort of sensible terms? Yeah, IFAB are the uh, the lawmakers of the game, the International um, Football Association. Um, they are the people that are they make the they make the laws and they tweak them. Um, they tweak the laws every year, and then following some feedback, some years it's quite minor. Um, some years it's quite major on the, on the rule changes. Um, this year it is quite a, a few little minor tweaks that we shouldn't see. I mean, a couple of years ago they had a major overhaul of the handball rule and um, even so far back as when we changed the kickoff, you remember the old school kickoff when it had to go forward and things like that. You know, There's lots of evolution that have been in the game. Um, you know, I remember when I first started refereeing, we were just coming out of the pilot of you could pick the ball up and move it 10 yards. for descent. If As a referee, if a player gave us descent, they'd get the free kick move 10 yards. So they're, they're always trialing different things and there's different guidelines. And it's always IFAB, which in my head is a, a bunch of suits that meet somewhere in Switzerland, probably. Um, and now Arsene Wenger's got involved, I think, um, a lot of the time um, for, for rule changes. But yeah, so that's who they are and they, uh, they, they govern the rules. Interesting in football up until... Up until the inclusion of VAR, football prided itself on that the rules of and the laws of association football would be no different at international level to parks level. That was always a, a thing that football prided itself upon. Subsequently, then with the introduction of goal line technology, VAR, and now the disparity, and there is different laws, guidance, rules in different competitions depending on grassroots to the professional game, which is something that it wasn't always. It's, that's interesting as well because obviously it's just it it makes it more complicated for for kids as they learn. But there you go. That's a, another conversation for a lot for another day. Um, so yeah. So as you said, with some tweaks, um, I think I've counted up as eight laws being changed. Uh, three law f- laws, three, six, seven, ten, eleven, twelve, fourteen, and obviously the VAR. Um, lots of these are sort of minor changes and sort of that most of us won't sort of see or notice more that yourself as a referee will notice like rules around is it law six and assistant referees and their roles and responsibilities um i suppose the sort of the big one or the first of the big ones that we'll see is law seven tom isn't it around time wasting you're there tom you dropped out Hello. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. So obviously, um, with time wasting, um, will all the elongated injury checks and goal celebrations will they be counted, and um, what will be the impact on games? If so, I mean, it's definitely been rolled out. Obviously, it's filtered down from Premier League, from international football, and I know that the Premier League and the EFL. Um, and also a lot of directives have, have included the Women's National League in it, so it is applicable, which is, again, is, diff- is, is different from grassroots. We, we've had some guidance uh, as, a, as a grassroots referee and as a referee on the Women's National League. Um, 
that again we need to record injuries and be more accurate in what we do for, by way of uh, by the way of calculating additional time the old rule of 30 seconds per sub has kind of gone out the window we just need to be mindful that we are stopping our watch and monitoring stoppages in play but as an extra directive referees have been briefed about general time wasting such as picking the ball up and running off which isn't a massive bugbear of mine if you're getting back in position and you chuck it back. Don't really have a problem with it. If you want to pick the ball up and run 10 yards, if you throw it back, happy days. My bugbear is the one that runs 20 yards and stands over a free kick. I despise it. I absolutely, the designated, you know, delayed kicker uh, person. And those are the type of things that we are, that we've been told that we really need to, to, to clamp down on. Um, that was kind of time-wasting um there's a good tiktok account the american guy david gerson and um, that talks about referees i mean he's called refs need love too but that's a bit over the top but he, he the one thing he said that always sticks to me is that when you score a goal you know if you score a goal say you were 2-0 down in injury time and you score a goal and you try and run and get the ball it isn't your ball it's the opposition's as soon as you score it is their ball and those type of things for like time wasting and, and stuff like that. It's um, those are the type of things that we've had sort of guidance to be clamping down on. Will we be looking at sort of goalkeepers and the the ten? Oh, is it the ten second rule they've got with holding the ball? Six, six second rule that's never been impl- that's never been enforced in my lifetime. Um, I, I believe back in the dark ages there was some trial on steps from a kick from out of the hands but that's a long time ago um six seconds again but that's a natural the, the ball is in play technically at the time at the time so we're not losing any time of play no one has said anything to there's been no directive to to that it's just when does it's ambiguous because when does the motion begin when they're starting to release if they're running forward and holding it is that you're starting you just i've never 18 years as a match official coming up in march i've never enforced it not once yeah i just it's um i mean obviously we see mary Ups is well known for it but also um it's amy preston the starbridge keeper and at the preston flop where she sort of will be on the floor with the ball for a good sort of 10 seconds just to waste a bit of time every every time to get it it's just it's amusing when it's on your side when it's your side but when it's the when it's the opposition keeper it just annoys but there we go um moving on to the the ever easy to understand um, ref rule rule ele- or law eleven. Must make sure I be correct here. Law eleven offside. It's all changing now. Well, I say it's all changing. It's changing again. Let's be honest. It never stays still. But this is all about deliberate play by an opposition player. Do you want to just um, fill yeah? Um, it it is something that I wasn't particularly aware of. I had a really good example, and people that listen to this, you know, there might be some people that that have been involved with, with Albion last season and we you know, don't always speak highly of them but I did a game at Albion last season I've been Nottingham Forest 5-0 win to not Forest they won't like me calling them Nots either I was, um, I was loving it that's fine <laughs> no, and, and, and it was an example and to be fair I wasn't sure of it and it was exactly it was a very carbon copy of Totti Gomez's headed deflection for Mo Salah against Liverpool ball came in over the top um, West Brom defender jumped to head it it flicked off, but at the time that the, the ball was played, the girl was then standing in an offside position, but it was a deliberate play, so therefore it became the second phase. And they've really clarified what is deliberate play. And there's lots of lots of clarity on, on what is deliberate play versus a deflection. In the laws against against Totti Gomez, it was he jumped, he tried to head the ball, he misjudged his header, 
but then it fell to Mo Salah, who was then in an offside position, and it became the second phase of play because someone's tried to attempt to play it, and therefore he's offside. However, topical as ever, I've just I did not get a chance to see the England game. We've just had a we'll give you a little peep behind the curtain. We've just had a chat before the before the show, and I've had a quick video of it. Can't really understand why England's goal was disallowed for offside because to me it looked like the, the Chinese defender jumped. Missed their header, but that was a deliberate attempt to play the ball, making it second phase. So already before the season started, it's ambiguous. They don't happen very often. It's just quite it's quite tricky, and I don't think that even with the clarity that's been given, that it's still going to make things any clearer. I, I was going to say, will this just produce more arguments, or will it just change those difficult situations? Yeah, because again, deliberate play is an is a an objective opinion. Uh, or subjective opinion even uh, it's just on whether or not you think it was they have put clarity on it um, clarity on deliberate play I did have it up but then there was some background noise um, and it, 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 it is something that, that, that people need to be aware of and I think there'll be people that will try and circumvent the law um, so the guidelines have been clarified that deliberate play is um, deliberate play is a player has control of the ball with the possibility of passing the ball to a teammate, gaining possession of the ball or clearing the ball by kicking or headering it. Now, I don't see how Totti Gomez was deliberately clearing the ball by kicking a header. He kind of misjudged his header, but... And the, the example that I had that I wasn't sure of and the referee was you know, the video we looked at and, and I have been corrected and, and fair play to, to the, the guy, the referee in question. He, he was he was correct and I wasn't at the time because he wasn't something I was aware of. Uh, and now there's much more, more clarity on it. So um, I'm positive that by the time this season finishes, there's going to be a major talking point about it at some point in the game. If it wasn't Little Old Wolves last season and it was a really big game, they would still be banging on about it non-stop. Yeah, it is just a case of wait for wait for Arsenal or Man United or Liverpool to come unstuck by it and they'll do the review, but there you go. Well, fingers crossed, Wolves and Wolves women aren't the uh, the the ones who are a bit punished by it. That, uh, oh, I say punished, but aren't the unfortunate ones. Um, Tom, do you want to bring in, come in about Law 12? Yeah, so obviously law 12 is for cautions for unsporting behaviour and dog sows. So first of all, just for those who obviously don't know, what is dog sow in English? Dog sow is denying of an obvious goal-scoring opportunity, um, which would be not an, an, an offence, what they call the last man, not in the penalty area because the the a red card is not issued if a player, a player is not sent off for dog sow in the penalty area because the... Um, the goal, the obvious goal scoring opportunity has been restored, provided it was a genuine attempt to play the ball. Now, the wording has been changed to a genuine challenge for the ball because you could be challenging an opponent and not attempting to kick the ball like a shoulder to shoulder challenge. You could be. So that's why we've had some, some, we used to have what was called the old triple, triple whammy, didn't we? It was the, the triple threat or whatever it was called, a uh, triple jeopardy. So before it used to be that you'd get the penalty, red card, three match ban. And obviously they've, re- they've changed that for, for dogs. So you still get sent off for obvious goal scoring opportunity outside the penalty area, or if absolutely there was no attempt to play the ball. And I really silly think the only time you're going to see that is, is a pulling offence. Mm. Um you know, a drag back 
that is not trying to play the ball. But if you went shoulder to shoulder and you was a little bit over the top with the, the physicality, um, but you are still, in the, opinion, in the opinion of the referee, challenging for the ball, then you will. One thing, one rule, one law that people aren't aware of is the caution for slightly different is stopping a promising attack. That was a law change last year that was actually guidance that if you're running through and then someone clips you deliberately to so an attempt to stop a promising attack, but you run through and you gain a successful advantage, whether you score or whether you don't score, we are now no longer required to go back and administer the caution because they did not stop the promising attack. So um, I've seen referees get that wrong. I've seen them go back and do it. It's interesting. It's just not a very known, well-known, uh, well-known well-known sort of nuance in the law. There was a, I'm trying to remember, was it a Wolves player who got fouled uh, against Arsenal? Arsenal player got sent off, didn't they, for two bookings, and one of them was stopping a promising attack. Yeah, I think that because it was a shirt pull or if it's a reckless, that that's where it becomes difficult because if you're going to caution for a reckless player or a shirt pull, I think the first caution was trying to stop the throw-in, wasn't it? Yeah. And then, then, he, then he hacked him down was the second one. But obviously, they didn't get the advantage from it. But that was the two cautions. There's a much better um, example of that at the, one of the National League games, where the guy, the referee, was amazing because he absolutely wiped out the wiped out the guy in his own penalty uh, in the opposition penalty area. They've run all the way up the end of the pitch. He's managed to catch up with him and wiped him out as he's about to shoot. And the referee's just gone bang, bang, two cautions from one penalty area to the other and, co- and clocked which one it is. Um, and I can promise you now, as you've not refed a game before, remembering who it was that did it when you've played advantage and then they've gone is so difficult. I literally shout the number of the player in my head because if I lose them, they're gone. I, it, I, I occasionally have to do um, under eights, under nines football, and it's a horrible experience, especially when it's your own kid. Well, it's your own team. I'm usually refereeing my own son's team, and therefore it's, it is sort of you then. And I say I'm I help coach that, so I therefore have I'm trying to sort of be fair and impartial to my own son and my own son's team. It's just oh no, hate it. More, give the ref, referee the credit that they the due. Um, so obviously we had um this season we had Beth Merrick was sent off, wasn't she, for dog so against um, yeah. Bournemouth, um handled on the line if I remember rightly. So that's yeah. A, yeah, no. so we've we've obviously got Doug Sofa with handling of the ball, which is much more clear cut. If you stop the ball from going in the goal and it hits your arm, the the part of handball, then more than likely you're going to get sent off. Um, Beth had no choice really; it was just one of those things. It happened. It hit her quite high on the arm, but you know, we I know the referee well. He was quite apologetic. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't give us any. He doesn't give us any joy, but that, those are the laws, and, and that's it. If you handle it and stop it going in, then that is the uh, the rule. If you handle it and you deliberately handle it and it still goes in, you will get cautioned. Again, people aren't aware of that. People have asked for red cards when they've handled it. It's gone in. You have not denied the obvious goal scoring opportunity. However, you have committed on sporting behaviour. It's a handball offence. It's still a yellow card. Yeah. Yeah, guys, what, a guy was very apologetic. I, I saw that on Twitter as well, and um, he's he's... It was he's stepping away from the women's game. Unfortunately, he was one of the better referees we had last season as well. So, um, real shame. But there we go. Um, moving on to slightly different controversial, another sort of controversial one. I think was picked up actually the. I'm trying. It was one of the Premier League games as well. Round team officials um, sending off of senior team officials when some can't be identified. Yeah. Um, so 
go on. I'll let you expand on it. That's still that's still the case for team officials, but the, the, they've just clarified it. If 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 an unidentified and that is something that happened with Tottenham, and and if there is a, a melee with a technical area, the most senior member of the technical area will be sent off. That is still that's still the case, but they've just clarified the word in a little bit for if there was players getting involved as well as. Um, but it is something again. It, it's something I did not know until that happened. I did not know that that was that was the case. Um, yeah. So th- therefore, if, if one of the backroom staff or one of the players gets a bit gobby, on, uh, it would be Ma- and the ref couldn't identify it. Be Maka that would get his mar- get the marching orders for on their behalf. Yeah. If it's Maka, you'll know who it is anyway. You'd hear him before you speak to him. He's very. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Well, it, or more precisely, be able to identify it wasn't Maka. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, it's really interesting because I was just changing subject slightly. Is the posh manager who's served two or served two suspensions last season, including a two-match mm-hmm. ban? Yeah, including. I had them. I had them on the line. I dug outside at Castle last season. Yeah. Um, and they were they were absolutely fine. But it just depends on whether or not they're winning. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there you go. Interesting one. That obviously local to me, so I do pick them up. Okay. Um. Tom, another another controversial one. You've got, you've got the controversial ones this time. Penalty kicks, Law 14. Yeah, obviously, um, Law 14 is about penalty kicks and obviously for goalkeeper mannerisms. Um, mm-hmm. What has changed with that? And does that mean doing shaky legs on the line to distract players? Is that no banned? Yeah, uh, basically, no, no more antics, no more. I mean, it was really funny when we've had the guidance and the clips because I, I even said to myself when when this is coming up, I bet you they use Amy Martinez. I bet you they do. And as sure as eggs is eggs, the clip was of Amy Martinez before a penalty was taken. None of this jumping on the crossbar or messing around with the ball. It'd just be a caution. The the wording is the goalkeeper must not behave in a manner that fails to show respect for the game. Again, you're leaving it open to interpretation. We all know that some officials are much more uh, card happy and they, they love the drama and they'll be dishing them out straight away and there'll be more tolerant ones that take into consideration their match control. Proactive refereeing will prevent any portions being taken. Just... Don't don't be a dick would be the, uh, will be yeah. the, uh, the, the guidance from me. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a funny one, and, and I understand it, but it's just trying to. Ben, it's just giving the the power back to the attacker, isn't it? Goalkeeper, just get back on your line and ready to take it. You know, no psyching out, um, or or histrionics, jumping on the crossbar, attack. You know, all, all the things that people try and do just to psych people out, but that that will be stopped. But the wording of failing to show respect to the game, you know, you're leaving yourself open for a bit. But I bet you won't. I bet I'll be absolutely stunned if you see it in the Premier League. Yeah, I just I, for me it was part and parcel of the uh, the 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 joy of a pre, of a penalty sh- of a penalty is the watching the keeper versus the striker of the ball psycho- psychological battle there of uh, what what you won't happen is keeper commits a foul gives away the penalty gets booked keeper's angry and then does that no referee in the world is going to give a keeper a second yellow card for that. I, I, at, at a professional level with on TV it just won't happen you never see one for dissent you never see someone being a second yellow for dissent referees just won't do it it's, it's one of those things it's just, well yeah I mean there might be a case of giving more yellows, second yellows out for dissent but you will sure. see one you will see one getting a second yellow card for running aggressively towards the referee 
Oh, go on. Because obviously this is a... No, this say... is brand new from yesterday. So this is this is the guidance from yesterday. So we've had a new charter, a new code of conduct. A lot of it is, and I went on 5.5 yesterday to discuss it. Um, every time there's anything refereeing, they always phone me up and wheel me out back out and say, can you come on and have a chat? So I went and spoke to Gordon Smart yesterday about it. The new code of conduct, the new charter, which does affect the Women's National League. Most of it is very, uh, very similar, but just really technical areas. There must be two standing at all times, uh, only one coaching. Uh, players just behave in the correct manner with the technical area. Academy scholars are being sent on referee courses, which is something that's not been picked up that I thought would be. So uh, pe people in academies will be sent on referee courses or to referee games so they can understand it a little bit. And that's something that's happening. Um, and then this approaching of the referee, which we've all had guidance of. If, a sec if, two, if anyone more than two people run towards the referee, we are told to give them a caution, which was the law apparently last season, but no one found out about it until Lamina got his marching orders. But that is the law. That is the thing. And if they uphold it as a blanket level, fantastic. But my first my first game of the season at Chelmsley Town on Saturday, if that happens and no one's seen that on the telly and I try and pull that out, I'm going to struggle. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so just to be clear, so me and Tom run up to you and then Matt also runs up to you. Do all three of us get yellow or is it just Matt? As just, the third? The, just the third. Oh, there you go. So, so okay. That's so two it. two people can bully you, but not three. Oh, obviously. But, and all and all confrontation, all confrontation must be reported. Any any mass confrontation of you, any grouping must automatically be reported. We've been absolutely empowered to report it every time. This next bit does not apply to women's national league, but it does apply to grassroots that clubs that have persistent offenders for poor behaviour and abuse of match officials will get points deductions, which okay. is a really positive step. Um, so, yeah, serial offenders will be given um, will be given points deductions if they uh, continually display poor behaviour, parents' behaviour, spe um, spectator parents' behaviour and club officials and players. Um, and again, from three to, to 12 points can be, can be deducted for any single offence and it can stack up. Um, but the Women's National League have all they've all been sent the charter to sign for the technical area. Women's National League is notoriously quite boisterous in the technical. I've spent a lot of time uh, running the line, a lot of time in in babysitting dugouts in the Women's National League, um, and the banter, shall we say, between the benches borders on the ridiculous at times, and that's all clubs. You know, it happens everywhere at Division One and 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 in the Premier Division. Um, and they've all been reminded of their, their code of conduct. So we will we'll see if that makes a difference. Weepstake of of when uh, we'll see the first manager sent off then next season. And, and I'm never will... I'm never cautioned, and I'm I'm sure I will have to now as as my um, level as my level has changed. I don't believe the benefit of cautioning anybody in a technical area. I don't see the the benefit of it whatsoever. I don't. I, I'm I'm sure I will have to. Um, Great little fact for you. If you time waste for yourself, for your own team, as a in the technical area, mm -hmm. you stop the ball and you hold the ball and to stop your own team from taking a throw in, just for example, it's yeah. a yellow card. If you hold the ball to stop the away team taking a throw in or delay the race start, it's a red card. Yeah. Yeah. Step on the pitch intentionally, it's a red card. Not intentionally, yellow card. 
but unintentionally stepping onto the pitch and not. Yeah, if you just if you just if you just encroaching, I suppose, and you've been told to get back. Yeah. But you you know me long enough. I don't need to book people things like that. My gobble did the job. Yeah, I was going to say. I suppose it's 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 dealing with the um, Nuno mass celebration, isn't it, against Leicester? That sort of scenario where you run halfway down the pitch and jump on top of the players. It's that. Yeah, stop them in, in your ear hole. Yeah. Um, which is now why substitutes now warm up the opposite side to the. They used to never run inside of the, the eye line of the opposite assistant referee. Yeah. But now they warm. But now there was too many instances of them chirping away at officials on that side and patrolling you. So then they're, they're away. They get given uh, league bibs. Usually at our level MFL, they get like a gold bib. Um, so it's not a, a it's a neutral colour. No one wears gold. Yeah. Um. So yeah. And another point I wanted to bring up, Tom linesman. So the levels have changed in the women's national league, as you alluded to. So now, no longer will there be any. So the refereeing level that has that is required is now a two W. So before it was a three W, which is the men's equivalent of a level four. So now there is a pool of referees that are two Ws um, that have been selected and promoted through the from last season and been promoted to two Ws and were championship referees. There is a, a select group that is for the northern and the southern division. And therefore, all the assistants will be three Ws, which is what I am now as a level four. So that is, will have gone through the promotion criteria, will have passed fitness tests, etc. So I know last season, Tom and Nick, you expressed, and it looks like they've been listening because you expressed that some of the assistant referees weren't up to standard and weren't up to the level of what is the third tier of the, of the women's game. That is a positive change from the FA. Gutted myself because I've just got promoted, but I still can't referee at the Women's National League Prem. Can Division 1. Um, but um, that will be positive. So, well done to the FA. Sorry for some of the ones that I feel for some of the ones that didn't quite make the grade that aren't now refereeing on that level. When, you know, For me personally, I was a, at my level was below. I was good enough to referee in the Women's National League five years ago, but now the development of the game has gone. And a real big push for female referees which is great for the game. It's their game. Female referees are you know, really being pushed to, to get in those games and doing them. Um, and they're on merit. And I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased that it's happened. I do feel for some of the officials that aren't selected um, that have been refereeing on, on last season. Um, some good friends of mine. But ultimately, it's a positive step. So I'll still be there on the line at some point, I'm sure. But there will, uh, there will be a better standard, Tom, I can promise you. Don't want to come in on that, or are you still just doing yeah, some joy um, in the background there? Yeah, that's just brilliant news. So obviously, last season, I think a couple of times we've seen in Watford um, was a standout one where you know referees with the linesmen just couldn't keep up with a, with with the play, and um, when we don't have to go fitness, when we don't have to do fitness tests, um, I think that was wrong. So for him now to at this level, for him to do fitness tests, it's more professional. Um, and I know there's some what's had to drop out there's some good refs who obviously didn't make it but ultimately you know it, it is a step forward for, for, for the league and, and, and for, for the FA Women's National League definitely 100% um, well brilliant well thank you very much Simon for coming on and giving us your time just to go through those laws update I mean obviously you've picked up a few other bits and pieces is there anything else we haven't touched on or is that no I mean I was just going to obviously discussing the, the assistant referees um, happy to come on if you get anything that 
that's a bit ambiguous. I'm sure things will need to be ironed out. More than happy to come and explain anything, you know, and if there's any controversial decisions that may need an explanation um, that, and that you want me to, to ask, then I'll, I'm more than happy to jump on and, and, and share an evening with you. Well, we know where we are. No, thank you very much, Side. Much appreciated. Um, Tom, anything else from yourself? I think we've covered it. Thanks for coming on, Side, and for discussing this. Cheers for having me, guys. It's been a pleasure. Um, well, thank you very much. Um, obviously, please do follow us all on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Threads, uh, any other sort of ran- weird and random social media platform. We're probably on there as well. Um, we'll call it, still call it Twitter. It's not X. Um, drop us an email or find us on buymeacoffee.com as well, all at Wolfsburg and Pod. Please do give us a five-star review. Um, obviously, we would say give us a six-star review, noting England's goals today. Um, but there you go. Thank you very much, and up the mighty Wolves. <laughs>